from Australia. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. This is the national news from the WIA for week commencing August 29, 2021. And if you notice something a little different about my voice this week, we're actually using a 1950s crystal microphone manufactured by Zephyr in Melbourne. First up in the news, that is news, news on last weekend's RD or Remembrance Day contest. Hi, this is Alan, VK4 Sierra November, the Remembrance Day contest manager. We now have over 290 log submissions, which is the best we've had in over 10 years. So if you haven't done so yet, please upload your log to vklogchecker.com or email it to me at rdlogs at wia.org.au. Log submission ends today at 0300 Zulu, which is 1pm Eastern Standard Time. Due to a server issue out of our control, you may not get a response on your upload, but rest assured your log has been accepted, unless you get an error that one of the log lines is incorrect. If not sure, please email it to me. Best 73s and good luck in the contest. Thanks, Alan. Of course, the RD contest is where we recall, remember and pause to reflect on the duty and the sacrifice paid by our men and women in not only World War II, but all conflicts. This year, special thoughts to those men and women of the ADF serving in Afghanistan, particularly those of Task Force 633, tasked with transforming our ADF's main operating base in the Middle East into a facility catering for up to 400 evacuees at a time. Well done, those men and women. Speaking militarily, this next story, too late for last week's national news, but we did attempt to have the powers that be posted to WIA front page news, but... Maybe like the RD server, that also fell over. So forgive me if you have read this on a myriad of overseas ham radio websites by now, but just in case, here we go again. Flight Lieutenant Julia Ravel, writing for the Australian Government's Department of Defence, has told the story of one Corporal Andrew Ashbrook, who enjoyed science subjects at school, went on to enjoy CB and amateur radio, and then became an RAAF instructor. The 50-year-old is now an avionics instructor at the Royal Australian Air Force School of Technical Training in Wagga and reflected on his interest in radio. Back then, he said, CB radio was our equivalent of the internet. Friends and I communicated on CB every single day. There were no books or manuals. We just had to figure out how it all worked so we could build, use and maintain our own equipment. When I was 16, I found out by accident that the fundamentals of radio and electronic engineering were a bit more complicated than I'd thought. We were living in a hilly area, and I built a 45-foot antenna, put 150 watts of power through it so I could be heard. I ended up wiping the signal from TV sets for 35 kilometres and sending the signal all the way to the west coast of the USA. This was how I learned about filtering, harmonics and single sideband. As an avionics instructor at RAAF STT, he put his innovative mind to work using computer-assisted design and 3D printing. Corporal Ashbrook machined rare aircraft parts, and with the aircraft parts long gone from industry production lines, his efforts created a fully functional interactive electronic environment, an enduring training aid for avionics students. His outstanding achievement was recognised when he was awarded an Australia Day medallion in January. 
after gaining his training and assessment certificate for late last year, Corporal Ashbrook went back to working with his hands in the hangar, imparting his passion for electronics and experience in fault-finding components to trainee avionics technicians. And that story was from news.defence.gov.au. And now, a blatant plug. The WIA's publication, Wireless Men and Women at War, is available from the WIA bookshop. And, yes, if you wondered what I looked like back in 66, check out pages 145 to 147. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Now, WIA Secretary, VK8ZZ, Peter Clee. Good morning, Graham, and good morning, listeners. The International Amateur Radio Union is the worldwide federation of national amateur radio organisations. The membership of the IARU consists of more than 160 member societies in as many countries and separate territories. It is the peak body for amateur radio in the world. The membership of the IARU consists of its member societies who have been voted into membership by the already existing member societies. There can be only one member society in each country or separate territory. The Wireless Institute of Australia is recognised as the peak body for amateur radio in Australia. The IARU is recognised by the United Nations as a non-government organisation by virtue of its consultative status with other United Nations bodies such as the International Telecommunications Union. The IARU has worked with the ITU for nearly a century and is a sector member of the radio communications sector. The International Amateur Radio Union has been the worldwide voice of radio amateurs, securing and safeguarding the amateur radio spectrum since 1925. The three IARU regions are organised into broadly mirror the structure of the ITU and its related regional telecommunications organisations. They are IARU Region 1, Europe, Africa, Middle East and Northern Asia, IARU Region 2, the Americas, and Region 3 is Asia-Pacific. Australia is part of IARU Region 3. In September of this year, the IARU Region 3 will hold its three-yearly conference, This year, the conference will be hosted by the Radio Amateur Society of Thailand. The IIRU Region 3 Conference 2021 in Thailand will be held on September 20 through 23. We all realise that our world has been shaken by COVID-19. The pandemic has forced us all to now work in ways only made possible through technology. Planning for the 2021 conference started nearly three years ago. The expectation was to run this event in Bangkok City, Thailand. The COVID-19 pandemic has prevented us from attending a conference on site and the hosts are excited about the opportunities of holding an innovative virtual conference. As the conference host, RAST are going to be hosting a digital virtual conference a wide range of remote speakers and conversations. This conference will bring the member societies together at what is a very difficult time for us all. The Wireless Institute of Australia will have a three-person delegation attending virtually and representing Australia. They are Peter Young, VK3MV, the WIA delegate, Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, as a WIA observer, and Greg Kelly, VK2GPK, 
as a WIA observer. The final agenda has not been published at this time, but we will keep our members informed. This has been WIA Director and Secretary Peter Clee, VK8ZZ. Thanks, Peter. Now to Discussion Point, which I know for a fact keeps our WIA board riveted each week as they listen to Q News, the VK4 WIA news service. So, with another juicy gem, here's our resident thinker, VK4ZPP. Hello, I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP, and I've been thinking. I, for one, have raised the issue of how do we encourage more people to consider enjoying amateur radio? I've noticed others raising the same questions and some suggesting possible answers to what seems to be a conundrum. We can almost bet that if someone proposes a course of action, the fastest keyboards on the planet and other commentators will jump to denigrate the suggestions with the net result that no positive action is followed through. The commentary of denial replaces the discussion and consideration of the various points, which can be argued are good and bad, and when it comes to recruitment, we see very little happening. In case you consider this a peculiar Australian issue, it appears not to be, and national bodies are faced with declining numbers unless they have a positive course of promotion. It is some years since we have seen active promotion of the hobby, and the local entities have retreated into their meeting rooms and seem totally devoted to issues of their members. This is the appearance that seems to greet us anyway. I've noticed the lack of club news in amateur radio magazine and the small amount of material lodged for broadcast. We can probably find our way to social media pages and websites, but even the updating via the Memnet service of the WIA is seemingly random or accidental in its frequency of delivery. What I'm driving at is this. Is this a malaise, a lack of confidence in the whole body of amateur radio? Or is it the she'll-be-all-right-mate model of letting things fall into total disrepair. Surely with many people forced into home for extended periods and a good working internet, there is the means for people to discuss and debate and reconcile the truth from fiction and start getting amateur radio growing again. I'm Jeff Emery, and that's what I think. How about you? This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Yes, it certainly is international news, and yes, definitely, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We begin this week with news from Region 1. The Alexander Grimeton Friendship Association reports an incredible number of listener reports, 524 in all, for its July 4 Alexanderson Day transmissions from SAQ, the Alexanderson Alternator Very Low Frequency Station in Sweden. SAQ transmits on 17.2 kilohertz. The first transmission was initiated at 0830 UTC with the start-up and tuning of the Alexanderson alternator. The message was sent out half an hour later and the transmission event was live-streamed via YouTube. Amateur station, Sierra Kilo 6 Sierra Alpha Quebec, which operates from the SAQ site, was on the air for Alexanderson Day. HF conditions were not optimal, but the radio amateurs reached 169 QSOs with 21 countries, mostly in Europe and a few from the US. South Atlantic Ocean. 
the antenna of Delta Papa Zero Golf Victor November in Antarctica for the Q0100 geostationary satellite amateur radio transponder is completely destroyed. AMSAT DL in a press release saying a severe winter storm hit Atka Bay, Antarctica at Newmeyer Station 3 about 20 kilometres away. Wind speeds of around 176 kilometres an hour were recorded. The strongest gust was 207 kilometres an hour. Unfortunately, the satellite antenna for the geostationary Q0100 amateur radio satellite was completely destroyed despite the weatherproof radome. So no school contacts with DP0GVN can take place until further notice. Now over 4,000 ham radio repeaters in Germany. The German society, DARC, reports the online map of German repeaters now contains over 4,000 entries. Yes, the repeater map recently cracked the threshold of 4,000 entries. One wonders why in such a relatively small country so many repeaters are needed, or even used. Putting this into numbers we here in VK can understand, Germany has a land size of just over 350,000 square kilometres and Australia a whopping 7.692 million square kilometres. So that would be like VK having some 840,000 repeaters. In news from Region 2, Radio Ham constructs 40-foot rocket for daughter. The Bemidji Pioneer reports radio amateur Robin Bayer, Kilo Golf Zero Oscar Charlie, constructed a 40-foot rocket as a send-off gift for his daughter as she blasts off to uni. The mock rocket was constructed on his amateur radio tower as a send-off gift for his daughter, Ali, who will be attending the University of Minnesota Duluth for biochemistry and biology. Climbing the tower isn't as easy as it used to be, Bayer said. It's been about 10 years since I've been up there before now. Bayer removed the tower's antennas, then installed reinforced plastic for the rocket's body. He also added a flared base before cutting custom lettering out of scrap wood. A 2021 graduate, Ali plans to work at the Marshall Allworth Planetarium at UMD to gain exposure to the space industry while at college. In the next couple of years, she plans to apply for internships at NASA or a private company. A Florida woman is taking on her neighbourhood association in a matter she said puts her health at risk. According to WFTV Channel 9, the woman, a type 1 diabetic, and a consultant determined that her neighbour's ham radio might have interfered with the doses of insulin being pushed out from her pump. The 55-plus community where she lives hired that consultant and told the neighbour to shut down his amateur radio station. WFTV investigates learned that her complaint went all the way to the state level, wanting the Florida Commission on Human Relations to make a determination whether the community's board and management is doing enough to protect her and others with medical devices. She has been in the back and forth with the community's association for more than a year after noticing the insulin pump she uses to manage her type 1 diabetes was suddenly giving the wrong amount of the medicine that keeps her alive. So I switched pumps, bought another one, switched reservoirs, threw insulin away, did everything I knew of to troubleshoot, she said. After doing some research, she suspected the problem might be a few doors down in equipment that is now unplugged and collecting dust. For WIA National News, 
In Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Yes, this is Ham Radio Operational News, the contact sport, and yes, this is Felix. 41st Alara Contest. Combined phone Nancy W run over 24 hours starting on Saturday 28th August at 0600 hours UTC. Finishing Sunday 29th August at 0559 hours UTC. So that's this weekend. CW Ops next weekend, September 4. This CW Contest has three sessions. 000 hours to 0359 Zulu. 1200 hours to 1559 hours Zulu. 2000 hours to 2359 hours Zulu. Each session is separately logged, checked and awarded. Three separate contests. The exchange is QSO number plus your given name and on the HF contest bands using high, low or QRP. More details are in the text edition of this WIA National News. Oceania Contest. Voice from 0800 hours UTC Saturday October 2 to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 3. CW from 0800 hours UTC Saturday October 9 to 0800 hours UTC Sunday October 10. Spring VHF UHF Field Days, November 27-28. December 4 and 5, 160 metres worldwide. December 11-12, 10 metres worldwide. DX Window. Uganda, 5X. Alvaro is signing 5X3R until September 2. She has 100 watts to a dipole. Doing SSB, Digital and CW. QSL via the Bureau. South Korea. Members of the Korean Amateur Radio League, Changbuk, HQ have activated Special Event Station HL-76V to celebrate the 76th anniversary of South Korea's liberation. Activity will continue until August 31. QSL via the Bureau. To celebrate the 64th anniversary of Malaysia's independence, August 31, 1957, look for Special Event Stations using the prefix 9M64. Operations will be on 8 of the 10 metres using CW, SSB and digital. Activity will end on the 1st of September. What could be better than radio honouring radio? When it's amateur honouring professional. Listen for call signs W1W, W1B, W1Z and WB1Z on all bands CW, SSB in the digital modes and of course AM. In the US region known as New England, their oldest broadcast station is marking its 100th anniversary and two amateur radio clubs in Massachusetts are inviting everyone to the party on the amateur bands. The event is planned for September 17th through 19th the dates closely followed the first day Westinghouse put WBZ on the air as an AM radio station, September 15, 1921. So listen again for W1W, W1B, W1Z and WB1Z. Matthew was operating as VP8ZMS is on the air for more than a few days yet from the rap station at Mount Pleasant on the Falkland Islands. He is using digital mode CW and occasionally SSB. QSL via M0ZMS, home call, using LOTW. Currently operating as ZC4CBK out of the Arkrotiri Sovereign Base Area on Cyprus, and he plans to be QRV on a regular basis until October. QSL via EB7DX. Beacons, and as I say goodbye this week from operational news, it's to some beacon news with VK4LA. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Thanks, Felix. Hello all, I'm Robert, VK4LA. want to let everyone know of my new 10 metre band beacon transmitter that is on air at the moment. It's been operating for about 6 months or so and is located at my home Kitty H of North Lakes, about 27 kilometres northwest of Brisbane City. 
The beacon is of homebrew design and it operates about 5 watts RF output and into an antenna. The antenna is a halfway vertical antenna at about 35 feet off the ground. The frequency of the beacon is 28.205.8 MHz CW mode. If you happen to receive it, we certainly would appreciate a signal report. You can send me a signal report direct to my email address that is on my qrz.com webpage. Just look up my call sign VK4LA. For the WIA National News, this is Robert, VK4LA73. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3FFF. Yes, I'm back. I was away on lockdown enforced holiday. Long story. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Maritime Sailing Vessel with Ham Radio History Marks 100 Years The schooner Balduin is a century old this year Now owned by the Marine Maritime Academy as a training vessel The Ham Radio History of the 88-foot Balduin is often neglected Constructed in Maine specifically for Arctic exploration, the vessel relied on amateur radio for communication during Arctic expeditions of 1923 and 1925. In 1923, the ARRL helped in outfitting with better wireless gear. MB West, an ARRL board member, designed the gear, which was then built by amateurs at his firm Zenith Electronics, and the ARRL board recruited Donald H. Mix, 1TS, to accompany the crew as its radio operator. The transmitter operated on the medium wave bands of 185, 220 and 300 metres, running 100 watts. Early exploratory missions had used gear that operated on long wave frequencies. The shipboard station on board the Bowdoin was given call WNP, Wireless North Pole. Worldwide special interest groups, astronomical. Scientists have spotted a previously unrecognised feature of our Milky Way galaxy. A contingent of young stars and star-forming gas clouds is sticking out of one of the Milky Way's spiral arms like a splinter poking out from a plank of wood. Stretching some 3,000 light-years, this is the first major structure identified with an orientation so dramatically different than the arms. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Summits on the Air, Worldwide Flora, Fauna Program and other adventure groups. Nothing, not even a solar flare or even a pandemic could stop the backyards on the air activation from going ahead recently in New Zealand. Graham, VK4BB, filed this story this week to AR Newsline. The pandemic, in fact, was actually the inspiration for the event on Sunday, August 22. It was born in the spring of 2020 as lockdown enveloped the New Zealand nation. A group of SOTA activators looked for new options because their loved summits had been declared off-limits. 
Organiser Mark Sullivan's NL3AB said this recent activation found participants once again in their backyards and, after two hours of calling QRZ, some boasted contacts with the US and VK as well as round New Zealand. Mark described his own activation as a bit less successful owing to a pole that collapsed and someone's child next door playing with an incredibly loud toy lawnmower. Mark did encourage and reward experimentation, however. In his invitation to participants, he wrote, and I quote, It should go without saying that double points will be awarded to anybody who operates using a Delta Loop. Thanks, Graham. And listeners, this news is also in video on lots of ATV stations worldwide. And you can see us on the YouTube link in today's script version on wia.org.au. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. AMSAT News has reported on how the Ingenuity helicopter on Mars has now completed its 12th flight, where it acted as a scout looking ahead for dangerous terrain for its partner in crime, the Perseverance rover. The just under 2 kilogram autonomous rotorcraft climbed over almost 10 metres high and travelled a total of 450 metres in 169 seconds. It flew over an area where Perseverance will explore. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA, NA037. Fred, KL7FBI from Shemir Island, is being called back there on an emergency to fill in following the passing of one of their technicians. Fred will travel to Shemir September 8th and is expected to remain there for two full months. He will use KL7FBI and operate 40 and 20 metres single sideband. QSL via KB4DMQ. Again, one of the reasons we seldom give publicity to many de-expeditions is this note we have in regard to OC-194. Yes, it's cancelled, postponed. A group of mainly VK-2 ops were planning activity as VK-2FM from the Keeper's Cottage on South Solitary Island, ILLWAU-0054, during the International Lighthouse Lightship Days, but cancelled their South Solitary Island event due to, wait for it, lockdown. They state it will be happening in August 2022, if all goes well. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. Quickly, here it's congratulations to five scouts, Ava, Seb, Alex, Rowan and Jack, who recently undertook their foundation licence assessments organised by VLK7's REST at the Hewenville Scout Hall and all five passed. The Scout Communication Club in Pila, Poland, has obtained special call SP0PILKON to mark the Pilski Convention of Games and Fantasy this weekend, August 27th to 29th. After a one-year break, the convention for fans of fantasy, comics, books, series and electronic board games will be taking place at the University in Pila on the site of the former military airport. I'm Bruce, VK3 FFF from sunny Bendigo. Rewind, and we rewind back to 1949 today as a Victor Herflisch holds a press conference to introduce the Man from Mars radio hat. Victor knew a picture would tell the story, so he had several teenagers modelling the radio hats for the reporters and photographers 
and soon pictures and news stories appeared in newspapers coast to coast across the United States of America. Although the radio hat had a futuristic appearance at the time, this was in fact due to technical limitations. While the transistor had been invented in 1947, it was still experimental and not widely available. The hat's radio relied on valve or vacuum tube technology, and Victor made the tubes a prominent feature, as well as the loop aerial. The tuning knob was set between the two valves, and the battery was carried in the user's pocket. Not surprisingly, the massive publicity did not lead to lasting sales. Advertisements for the radio hat stopped in early 1950. Its failure was primarily due to technical limitations. It had only two valves, its loop antenna was directional, and the signal could be lost as the user turned his or her head. The radio hat, weird and wonderful from radio's past. I should give you the heads up, pardon the pun, but head on over to view a range of this headgear in the video edition of this, the WIA National News Service. It's on Bevan, VK5BD's YouTube channel each week, and easily sourced from both the link at the top of each edition and at the top of the wia.org.au weekly news page. My time is up. With Rewind, I'm John Knox, VK4FJRK. And with that, we've reached the end of WIA and the National News Service for another week. 2021 social scene in VK4, the Gladstone Fun Day, September 11, 10 a.m. In VK5, the Australian Fox Hunting Championship and the Serg Convention cancelled for 2021. VK4, Cardwell Gathering, October 1 to 4 at the Beach Coma Motel and Tourist Park. VK4 again, Sunfest Field Day, Monday, October 4 at the Nambour Showgrounds. VK6, Perth Tech, October 23. And, hopefully, VK3, Rosebud Radio Fest, organised by Spark, 9.30am, November 14, COVID permitting. Till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Stay safe out there, mask up, see you next week. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.